Okay, let's get it. Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked on LSU podcast. Five-star quarterback has LSU in his final five. A couple of former Tigers have new landing spots in the NFL. But first, we'll start with some 2020 college football news. Sportsbetting.ag, another online sports book, has put out their point spreads for some of the biggest games in college football for next year. Last week, we had DraftKings who had put out a bunch of lines. And if you recall, they had LSU as a one-point favorite at home over Alabama. Sportsbetting.ag has LSU as a a two-and-a-half-point dog at home against Alabama. They also had Florida as a slight home favorite over LSU by a point. Sportsbetting.ag has Florida as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, nearly a field goal favorite over LSU. They've got the LSU-Auburn and LSU-A&M games both as pick'ems. So uh, both those on the road. So you'd figure uh, neutral site LSU likely a, a slight favorite in both of those games because they're both on the road. They're a pick'em. And the LSU-Texas game, they got LSU as a five-and-a-half point home favorite. So LSU a pretty uh, respectable home favorite there uh, against Texas and a veteran quarterback in Sam Ellinger uh, coming into Baton Rouge in, in week two. So... Uh, just a handful of lines involving LSU. Wanted to just kind of put that out there as we're moving through the uh, the offseason. We'll keep an eye on those lines as they go. I would have been really interested to see how this might have looked for LSU if you had had spring. Again, I think teams with new coaches and new quarterbacks are the ones that are going to be mostly affected by not having spring practice. And LSU's in that mix, losing so much talent to the NFL, and namely you know, having a new quarterback starting. Um, it's just a massive missed opportunity for LSU like it is for so many other programs. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A five-star quarterback, number one quarterback in the country, Caleb Williams, shortened his recruitment list to five teams. And he's got Maryland, Clemson, Penn State, Oklahoma, and your Fighting Tigers of LSU among the five. Uh, For what it's worth, Oklahoma trending on the the 24-7 Sports Crystal Ball. Uh, His dad gave an interview to Steve Wiltfong from 24-7 Sports. said, quote, we're definitely going to do one more trip to LSU. They'll get the whole team, meaning the whole family, uh, will go there to uh, to Baton Rouge for one more trip. He uh, had planned to visit Maryland and Penn State this spring. That obviously now will not happen because the NCAA has mandated no in-person recruiting during uh, this shutdown. Williams is the fifth-ranked prospect overall in the country, so that's regardless of position. He's the number one quarterback in the country. And I couldn't help but think earlier today, whenever I saw this, that what we're seeing right now is the Joe Burrow effect. And, you know, for years now, for well over a decade, if you go back to when Nick Saban started 
really pushing LSU into the forefront, into the major national elite. Wins the national title in 03, and obviously was recruiting you know, at a top 10 level every year. That's never fallen off. The first year that Les Miles was in Baton Rouge, 2005, when he only signed 10 guys in that class, it's sort of skeleton class, they were you know, ranked low. And then Ed Ogeron's 2018 class was outside of the top 10. Every other class has been the top 10 nationally. LSU has recruited at an elite level for almost 20 years now. And despite being top 10 class in the country, despite never really cashing in on a major quarterback prospect. Like, I actually, I actually went and did this today. I went and looked up every LSU quarterback signee since Les Miles' first year with Ryan Perilou in 2005. Looked up every LSU quarterback signee. Here are their national ranks, okay? And understand, Caleb Williams, the kid we're talking about, is the number five overall prospect in the country, number one dual threat quarterback. Here's the list of LSU quarterbacks that have signed since 2005 in their national rank. Don't You don't need to memorize this, okay? There's not going to be a test on their numbers, but... T.J. Finley, 496. Max Johnson, 252. Peter Parrish, 313. Miles Brennan, 152. Lowell Narcisse, 261. Lindsey Scott, Justin McMillan, neither on the 247 composite. Brandon Harris was 75. Hayden Reddick was 143. Anthony Jennings, 207. Remember Jeremy Liggins, a kid who played offensive line? Ended up as an offensive lineman like at Ole Miss. 277. Mettenberger was the fourth-ranked JUCO prospect in the country. But, again, not a high school signee. Steven Rivers, 576. Zach Lee, remember Zach Lee who ultimately went and played baseball, 443. Russell Shepard, 3. He was the third overall prospect in the country. But never played quarterback at LSU. Chris Garrett, 471. Jordan Jefferson, 250. Jarrett Lee, 148. And then Ryan Perilou at 6. Ryan Perilou is the last truly elite quarterback signee that LSU's had. It's been 15 years. And yes, you signed Russell Shepard, but let's get real. Shep was a great athlete, never played quarterback at LSU. Aside from that, Brandon Harris at 75 is the highest-ranked quarterback that you had. And only and only Jarrett Lee, Hayden Reddick, and Miles Brennan have been inside of the top 200. That's telling. I mean, we all know it, right? Like, we know what LSU's quarterback issue has been. And when you spend a decade or longer relying on the running game, defense. You're going to recruit great running backs. You're going to recruit Leonard Fournette and Steven Ridley and, and Keelan Williams and, and on down the list, Darius Geis. I mean, you're going to recruit great running backs, and LSU has. And they've recruited good offensive linemen, and they've recruited elite defensive players and elite guys in the secondary. But we know they've just never been able to recruit quarterbacks. And now, one year. What one record-breaking year, albeit, but one year. One year of elite quarterback play with Joe Burrow. One year of proving you can do it. 
and now you're in the mix for the best quarterback in the country. You're in the top five with Clemson and Penn State and Oklahoma, Maryland, who's thrown in there as well, but you're right there in the top five. Every year consistently, the best programs in the country that recruit the best quarterbacks in the country are always the same. It's Oklahoma, it's Ohio State, it's now Georgia who gets in the mix. And now you're throwing LSU in that mix. I don't know if Caleb Williams is going to pick LSU. He's uh, At this point, I would put nothing past Ed Ogeron and his staff in recruiting because that's always been Ed's thing. He's a dynamic recruiter. Players love to play for him. And then you put this staff together with the type of offense LSU's playing, and you can now walk quarterbacks in and say, hey, come here. I can make you the first overall pick. You can win a Heisman Trophy. You can win a national championship here. Not, we're going to lean on defense in the running game and let you hand the ball off and hopefully win nine or ten games and go to a really nice bowl. The conversation around the position has changed. I don't know if Caleb Williams picks LSU. I don't know... I'm not going to say it doesn't matter because obviously if you get that kid, it matters tremendously. But what does matter now is LSU's in the conversation for the best players at the most important position in the country because of one year, which is why as great as Joe Burrow's season was, as impactful as it was, as much as we'll talk about that forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, the bottom line is the residual effect of Joe Burrow is going to be felt on the field because he made it okay for great elite quarterbacks to consider LSU now. Something that just, quite honestly, had not happened. I just ran through the list. Dating back to 2005, after Ryan Perilou, Jarrett Lee, Hayden Reddick, Brandon Harris, Miles Brennan, the only quarterbacks inside the top 200 nationally to sign with LSU. That's going to change. And it might be Caleb Williams. Arkevius Mingo. Also has not been to a Super Bowl, but he is now a member of the Chicago Bears. One-year deal. Um, He made $16 million on his rookie deal with Cleveland. And since then, he's pocketed about another 10. So Barkevious Mingo has made a pretty nice living for himself in the NFL, despite never really catching on after being the sixth overall pick of Cleveland back in the 2013 draft. I would have loved, I would have loved to have seen Barkevious Mingo in Seattle. Do you remember last year, in last August? I don't know why I remember this, but I do. There was a, like, right before the Seahawks traded for Jadevian Clowney, there was an article in the Seattle Times about Mingo and how he was thriving in Seattle because for the first time in his career, he was in a, in a defense that was letting him rush the passer. And... His quote was, I'm having so much fun. I came into this league to rush the quarterback. And and other teams didn't let me do it. And they can use their players however they want, but this this is what I came in the league to do, and nobody's let me do it yet. And they were finally letting him because he was playing for Pete Carroll. And remember, Pete Carroll's defense, 4-3, very much similar to what Ed, you know, Ed Ogeron wants to run, fast, athletic defensive linemen that get after the quarterback and wreak a lot of havoc. That's what Barkevius Mingo was supposed to do last year. They traded for Jadevian Clowney, who's now a free agent as well, by the way. Well, uh, Mingo has been released or or is a free agent after spending this last year with the Texans. Uh, He's also played for the Browns, Patriots, Colts, and and now he'll be with the Chicago Bears on a one-year deal uh, worth just over a million dollars per $1.187 million 
with uh, just under 900 grand fully guaranteed. Uh, I think Barkevius Mingo, at 28 years old now, I'm sorry, he turned 29 in October. I still think he can click in the right spot. It, almost like Nick Fairley with the Saints. Do you remember that? Nick Fairley just kept being in terrible situations. He was caught up in the wash in uh, in Detroit, and then he goes to St. Louis, and he's part of like a four-man rotation where he just didn't get the snaps, he didn't get reps, and then he comes to New Orleans, they're like, hey, be the guy you were at Auburn. We do All we want you to do is blow plays up. Just do that. And he had a career year. He had played in all 16 games, had 43 tackles, six and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss. Unfortunately, he had the heart issue that ended his career. But but at that point, when he was already more than a half decade into his career, he finally caught on the right defense and made a splash. I think the same can still happen for Mingo. If you get him in the right defense, that's going to put him on the edge and say, go raise hell. Hopefully it's in Chicago for him. Another former LSU Tiger also continuing his NFL career it's Al Woods, who you might remember was a five-star, never really lived up to the lofty you know, 247 ranking, but nonetheless, at 6'4", 330, and an athletic guy, uh, he drew the interest of the Saints in the draft and was a fourth-round draft pick, but he got cut by New Orleans, just couldn't quite make it, and got picked up by Pittsburgh and Tampa and bounced around three different squads that first year, went to Seattle in 2011, and then was cut and back to Pittsburgh. And he was in Pittsburgh in 11, 12, and 13. Then with the Titans for three years. Then with the Colts for two seasons. And last season with Seattle. And on Monday, Al Woods signed a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars to continue his NFL career. So Al Woods, despite not really living up to the lofty expectation at LSU and being cut by the Saints after being a fourth-round draft pick in the 2010 draft, is about he found his footing. He's about to enter his 11th NFL season, and congrats to Al Woods. He'll be with the Jacksonville Jaguars this season. Okay, that's going to do it for the Locked On LSU podcast. When you're done, remember, tell your smart speaker, play Locked On SEC, and you get news from all over the conference. In the meantime, rate us, review us, leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate all that. Share this uh, share this podcast if you would. We'll be here uh, every day as long as you keep coming on back. Locked On LSU, your team every